my calling to fulfill. Yes. All power is in your hand, Lord. 
and that you can do everything but fail. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Another chance this morning, yes. Lord, to get it right where we've been wrong. Thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, for the shepherd that you raised over this flock. Yes. Lord, give him a word this morning. Yes. Give him a word, Lord. Lord, let us hear from you, knowing that you got all power in your All power. And that you can do everything but fail. Lord God, we just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. We just want to praise you, Lord. Right now. We just want to lift you up and hallow your holy name. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sweet the name that we know. Have your way. Your way. Your way, Lord. Your way. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We just want to tell you, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here.
now for the doxology. Thank you. Heavenly 
day that the Lord has made. Yes. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. 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 David said, I was glad when they said unto me, yes. let us go into the house of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank God for our being here once again. He's been better to us. We've been to ourselves again, hasn't he? Amen. I should have to remind you that we ought to just be excited. Amen. 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 Excited when you get the opportunity to come back into the sanctuary again because you didn't have to. Remember how us, us real Christians, I'm talking about us, how we felt we couldn't come into the sanctuary. Yeah. Amen. We got to taste what it was like that we had to stay home. We couldn't wait for somebody to say, it's time we can go back in the sanctuary. Yeah. Amen. God teaches us to just appreciate the smaller things. Yes, yes. That's why I say God will be excited. I, I get excited. I start getting excited about coming to church Dr. James after Tuesday. That's, that's my pattern because after Tuesday we usually teach Bible study. And after that I'm just I'm just ready to go then. Amen. And I'm just trying to get through the week so I can come back and get refueled once again. To fellowship with you all. See how everyone's doing again. It's something about when we get together with the saints of God. Amen. So we're going to welcome everyone back in the sanctuary and everyone that's on live on Facebook and on the phone line this morning. Let's govern ourselves according to the few announcements we do have and our program today. Today's Parents' Day, and we're going to wish all the parents and grandparents will be included in our celebration today. Also, we're going to celebrate the birthdays for this month today also after service today. Amen? Amen. So make sure you join us afterwards. It's a great thing being a parent. Amen. Amen. And a grandparent. Amen. 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 I think I've been a parent for a long time. I was a parent before I left high school. And I thank God. And she still followed me around. Amen. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. It's a, it's a, it's a great thing. It's a very important thing to be a parent and a grandparent. Amen. 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 It's a great, great responsibility. Let's remember that we pray for our sick and our shut in. Continue our reach up and reaching out to all our visitors and uh, continue to do that. Calling them all. You want to hear, uh, you know, like I said, you had another church. If you came here, Pastor calling you. Amen. And I, I just got just like five people left. I'm going to get you for the day out. Everything you might be hiding. I'm going to call you and find out how you're doing. Amen? Amen. I'm making a joke about that, y'all, but you know what? I found out in my experience of doing this since Lawrence and Scott. They were glad that I called. Amen. Because you don't know what people go through. Amen. Amen. And how they've been treated in other places. And they need to hear. That made a world of good that they heard from us. Amen. And even though it is a lot, it's a very important thing. It makes a difference when the pastor calls. Amen. I thank God for, for that that part of the ministry that we're in effect and we're pouring those things to those people need to hear. Amen? Amen. So I encourage New Jerusalem and yourself that you need, you have not been back in the sanctuary, you need to come into the sanctuary because uh, I know we're going, everybody else going everywhere else, we are sometimes going to make it back in there. Amen? Amen. 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 I encourage you, I want to encourage you because the times we're in. We know that our enemy COVID-19 is out there and all its variants are out there. We got monkey parts. I say, I know, you, I know you don't have to wear your masks out there, but I, I wear my mask. Amen. That's not the right grammar. Mask is sorry, we're lost. But at any rate, y'all know what I mean. Protect yourself. Okay? Take care of yourself and everything will be just all, all right. Amen? 
and could change the rest of the decades to come. Okay? So don't complain about how things are. If you don't take time, I go vote. People have died. Our forefathers died. They shed their blood on the streets. Amen. So we can have this opportunity. And I don't take, I, I'm, I'm not a natural born citizen, but I'm a naturalized citizen. And I love the country I am, and I think it's the greatest country in the world. I don't care how bad it gets, it's still the best place to be. So don't take your rights for, for granted. We encourage you, and this is our job here at the ministry to do what so you do. Take care of yourself in the community. Okay, and just vote. Amen? Amen. 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 It's offering time. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, bring your the tithes to the store, so you'll be meeting my house. It says, prove me not, child. I sit down and open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Amen. Giving us a part of worship. Amen. We know that we can't be God-given. Those of us that do tithe, we know that what God has, the difference God has done in our life and our faith walk with God. It has nothing to do with how much we have or the situations or what our circumstance we give. I must tithe even though I'm not in a good situation because I'm going to call those things that are not as if they are. All right? I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to depend on God to open doors that need to be opened and close doors that need to be closed. Okay? Come against the spirit of poverty and failure in our lives. And that's what we're going to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray and bless this offering in advance. Oh, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for all things great and small. We thank you for life, health, and strength. Father God, we ask and we thank you and ask that you bless your people as they come and obedient to your giving. Father God, you've been better to us, we've been to ourselves. And we ask, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, that you bless the faith and faithfulness of your people. Father God, you know where each and every one of us are in our lives. You know the circumstances, the situation that we're going through. So I ask, O oh God, that you come against the spirit of poverty and failure in the lives of your people. Father God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you uh, let the spirit of success and prosperity breathe in the lives of your people. Enlarge your territory like you did to bed, so Father, do for us. Father God, let this offering, God, be used for the betterment and upbuilding your kingdom. And when given days are over, oh, Heavenly Father, save us a place anywhere and your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. Amen. Before I pray, I'll ask, I want to ask Reverend Dr. Jenkins to come and say a prayer before I do. He'll do that before I bring the word this morning. Amen. 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 Uh, be ready to give me the Jerusalem statue feet. Just come from the back of the church. I just
Thank you, Pastor. Certainly glad to be in the house of the Lord.
chapter 10. Let it shine some on the spotlight on verses 1 through 5 this morning of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It's Andy Thomas, just in case I forget, I remind me, we have quite a few uh, baptismal candidates. We need to touch base with those individuals because we get no point to what they're going to be. You know, what is baptism? I had a conversation with uh, Pastor Tucker last night. We're going to be going in that direction, so they just need to be ready to go and I give that shout out. Amen? Amen. 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 I thank God for me being in this place. It's a blessed place to be in. I will take it for granted how honor. I thank Dr. Jenkins for being here. Thank you for the prayer. This is a great place to go be in. A good place. If you got a gift that God has placed in your life, and if you don't think you have one, you ought to be praying to Him to tell you what it is. Because this is a good place. It's a greenhouse right here. Y'all yeah, know the greenhouses, right? When you put stuff in there, it just grows. It just grows. Because no one can judge you. Just going to let you operate your gifts. Amen? We thank God for this place and everyone that is here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. Let us pray. Oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to stand before you and your people. Father God, we don't take it lightly. We know that we aren't able to do this by ourselves. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Father God, we ask you allow the Holy Spirit to come on in. Allow to stay in and exhibit perfect teaching and preaching ministry right now in the name of Jesus. Father, God, let your word go forth with power and might. Draw back dreams and misunderstanding. Make your word plain enough so that a child can understand it. Let it be a real word. Tell them fit for the circumstance and situation that each and every one of us are going through this time. Father, God, bind Satan who tries to snatch your word of knowledge away from your people. We know we perish for lack of knowledge. And we need you right now in the name of Jesus. Use me in spite of me, hide me behind the cross. Father, I let them see you and you crucified right now in the name of Jesus. If you do this for something for us, oh Heavenly Father, we'll be coming to you all the honor, praise, and the glory. In Jesus' Christ's name we pray. And all the love, Lord, say amen. Amen. I'll quiet if you haven't turned your mic off and you do that for me. Please, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And no feedback. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. <clears throat> Begin at the first verse. Now I call myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, when present I'm based among you, but being absent I'm bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, Wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. <laughs> For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
Let me read verses 4 and 5. I'd like to extract the topic from there if you don't mind. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I'd like to put a tag on this text with your prayers this morning. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are not carnal. May take your seats in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> if you're not aware of it, if you are not already engaged in it, if you are a Christian, you need to understand that we are enjoying, engaged in a warfare. It's not a picnic. It's not a playground. It is a battlefield. And you can't fight until you get tired. You got to fight till you die. Because it is a life and death struggle. Good against evil. Right against wrong. God against Satan. The flesh against the spirit. The world against the word. And if you are not engaged, if you're not fighting on the Lord's side, then necessarily you are on Satan's side. Because Jesus said, those who are not for us are not with us. Christians do not live by conventional wisdom. And we therefore do not fight our battles with conventional weapons. The cause of Christ is never advanced by carnal actions or carnal methods. Our spiritual weapons, New Jerusalem, weak by the world's standards, are more than sufficient to see us through, All right. to defeat the ultimate enemy. But you can't let Satan drag you to the fight in his territory. Mm -hmm. Are y'all hearing me? All right. Holy Ghost, I need to help the Holy Ghost. Because when you try to fight in his territory, you lose every time. Because Satan will fool you into believing that you've been in church so long that you're strong enough now to withstand his temptations. But somebody who will help me tell the truth this morning will testify with me that no matter how old you are, no matter how much Bible you know, no matter how much you shout on Sunday morning, you are no match for the schemes of the devil. He knows our weaknesses. He knows what chink is in our armor. He knows our Achilles heel. He knows what will not bother you. But at the same time, he does know what will. If you're not tempted with women, Satan won't bother you with them. If you're not tempted by a strong drink, he won't worry you with that. So don't brag about, I don't run around, because maybe you're just too old to run around now. Don't brag on that I don't drink, maybe you're too sick to drink. Don't ever pump your chest and lift your head and throw your shoulders back, talking about what you won't ever do. No, 
Thank the Lord for what you have not done yet. Amen. The Bible says, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principality, against power, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Satan is on the rampage. He's going to and fro, seeking whom he may divide. Well, thank God, we are more than conquerors. Let's walk around and text a little bit with me. Paul is using irony and sarcasm to strike back at his enemies. When you read the text, Paul is using irony and sarcasm, y'all. For their criticism against him has been that he is bold when he is not here, but timid when he is here. He's bad when he's writing to us, they say, but when he shows up, he's humble as a lamb. So Paul says, now I, Paul, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and based among you, but being absent and bold towards you, but I beseech you that you may be bold when I'm present with that confidence, well without thinking to be bold against some. Which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Paul is saying, I've been at this too long, y'all, to let you draw me into a carnal conflict. Uh -huh. I've been preaching too long, Paul said. I've been walking with the Lord too long to let some little person of your size draw me out in the open that I might ruin my testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't let little people in New Jerusalem bring you down to their size. Because if you argue with a fool, we may not be able to tell the difference between the both of you. No, I've been walking with the Lord too long to let you engage me in some argument that's not going to win you anyway over to the Lord. Paul is trying to get over to his enemy, Dr. Cook, that your weapons are intimidation and manipulation. That's the word. Your weapons are intimidation and manipulation. But my weapons, Paul say, are prayer yes. and the proclamation of the gospel. Because what the gospel can't change, leave it alone. All right. Don't let them drag you into an argument at the barbershop, the beauty parlor, because they're not coming to church anyway. Right. Don't get into any debate on your job on lunchtime over the word of God, because they ain't coming no way. Nothing you say can stop him, and anything you don't say won't make them go any further. Because this is not about your wisdom. It's not about our wisdom. Second okay. Corinthians chapter 4, Paul said, I didn't come among you with flowery words. I didn't come among you with any rhetoric of speech. But I came among you knowing but Jesus yes, yes, yes. and him crucified. To the Jew, it's a stumbling block. Yes. To the Greek, it's foolishness they can cook. Uh -huh. But to them that are being saved, yeah. it is the power of God. Yes. Yeah. Paul tells us in the book of Romans, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Yeah. For there's the power of God unto salvation. Yes. Everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Yes. Yes. When you know the word of God, Satan can't easily manipulate you. No, no. I can I say that again? Yeah. When you know what the word of God says, Satan cannot easily manipulate you. Yes, Lord. 
When you know the word of God, Satan can't easily intimidate you. Uh -huh. Because you have the power, not only of prayer, but of the proclamation of the gospel. So now, since the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, we as soldiers in God's army need to know just how God has equipped us. God has equipped us, according to Paul, who uses athletic and military metaphors to strengthen his point as he relates how he ought to, we ought to behave and conduct ourselves as Christians. Yes. Do I need to say it again? Paul tells us how we ought to conduct ourselves as people of God. Yes. In Ephesians, Paul has reminded us that we are what we ought to put on. Ephesians chapter 6, if I be correct. The whole armor of God, we may, so that we may be able to stand, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Yes. He calls us to put on the helmet of salvation, yes. to put on the breastplate of righteousness, having our hands in our hands, the sword of the spirit. Have our feet shod, Paul said, with the preparation of the gospel of peace, that you may be able to, to withstand against the Satan's fiery gods. Every piece of our weaponry is on the front of us. Check this out, Dr. Jenkins. But if you turn back, there's no protection. Well, I wish I had to stay, can stay right there a while, but I'm going to move on because I know you won't keep me keep you here all day. You can't be a coward in this fight. You can't be timid and fight this battle. You got to be bold in your assault against the strongholds of Satan. I said again, you got to be bold in yourself against, against the stronghold of Satan. Take with you the shield of faith, but you'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And since you have all that equipment, you need you need what does what we don't know what does this equipment accomplish. What does the gospel have power to do? Paul said, I want to let you know one more thing got the gospel. It has power to destroy y'all. Strongholds of arguments. Yes. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, not through a college education, not through my financial withdrawal or what uh, with financial success, but through God. Yes, yes. Because I can't pull down the arguments, the strongholds in my own wisdom. Yes, yes. I can't do that. Because there are people who are unsaved uh -huh. who can run rings around me intellectually. Yes. There are people who are unsaved who can buy me because they have financed, outfinanced me. But now the divine power comes through the word of God. Power comes through the word of God. The word of God cannot be overwhelmed. Let me see if I can prove that to you. Jesus said after Peter's confession of faith, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus says when you are equipped with the gospel, you can tap down, you can tear down, tap down, block out, destroy Wicked arguments. Yeah. I'm still in the text. Because there are arguments in the world, y'all, against God. Yeah. There's some good arguments in the world against God. Yeah. Oh, y'all hear me? Yeah. 
in the Old Testament, I'm just as strong now as I was then. Not hear the Lord say, I hear him say to Joshua, as I was with Moses, Joshua, so also will I be with you. Someone here who's kind of weak and whose argument is kind of flimsy, I need you to recognize, if you understand my voice, that you don't have to get into the bait with nobody about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Just stand up and testify. Yeah. Look at me. Hallelujah. I wish I had a witness. You, you want an argument about the goodness of God? Look at me. I'm the best argument you got. Tell you that here. All right. You ain't know how far he brought me from. You don't know where I came from. Let me tell you about what God has done for me. That's the greatest argument you can give anybody. Here, he raised you up. Woke you up this morning, started you on your way. You got somebody here was raised in the slum and in the, in the projects. But look at you now. Somebody here on the side of my voice had to struggle their way through college. But look at you now. Somebody had a hard time to make ends meet. And times you act like you were not going to leave, you know, if you were to make it or not. Now you got food that you don't even eat. Leftovers that you throwing away. You got to decide what clothes you got to put on. You got shoes stacked in boxes in your closet from the floor to the ceiling. God's been good to you, but you're taking the whole thing for granted. That's the greatest argument for anybody. Amen. I don't know what you know, uh -huh. but I know that I know. Uh -huh. I know that I know yeah. what he's done for me. The greatest argument is about strongholds. Against the stronghold of the devil, I want you to know the gospel has power to destroy the strongholds of argument. And then, the gospel has the power to destroy towers of rebellious thought. Towers of rebellious thought. The Bible says in the Old Testament, said, rebellion is at the sin, is as the sin of witchcraft. When you rebel against what God has said, when you rebel against those that God has placed over you, that's like you're practicing witchcraft. It's rebellious. You want me to tell you how dangerous that is? I'm glad you asked. Because people don't love God, not because they don't know what the word says, but they don't love God because they are rebellious by nature. We rebel against God's goodness. We rebel against God's righteousness because it is human nature. To want to do what we want to do. It is human nature to get angry when somebody points out to you your faults. That's rebellious. Hello. If you get someone in your ministry points out something to you that you've done wrong, and you know you did wrong, but you get mad, no shelf for a couple Sundays. That's rebellion. Alright. That's bad behavior. You rationalize 
your ugly ways, your strange and quirky disposition, by talking about it. Want me to give you some of the ways? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be in trouble. Okay. Oh, you know me, y'all know I am. I'm a Leo. And I'm that way because I'm a Cancer. I got funny ways because I'm a Capricorn. No, you just low down dirty and reuse center just like this center. Y'all don't want me to teach a class on astrology and satanic worship. Because you're a sinner, that's why you do it. Don't blame it on a zodiac sign. And you rebel against the goodness and the will of God because you are naturally rebellious. We all are. Because God is going in one direction and we want to go in another direction. And whenever you rebel against the will of God, Satan comes in. Listen, church. When you rebel against the will of God, Satan comes into your life and builds a stronghold. He builds up a beachhead. When he can come, when he can come in and set up residence yes. and use you against the will of God. Yes. Let's check out what the word of God says. The word says, when a man cleans his house, yes. am I in the book? And sweeps out a demon. If he doesn't put something in the demon's place, the word of God, the righteousness of God, the will of God, the faithfulness of God. If he doesn't replace what he swept out with something that's good, the demon will come back, watch this, the Bible says, check me out, Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 through 45, he will come back, not by himself, but with Stephen seven times stronger than he was. You become more stubborn, more egotistical, more prouder, because you thought you can get, you got rid of it last year. But if you haven't completely swept it out and you replace it with the good and replace it with the goodness of God, the devil will come back in and build a stronghold. Yes, 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 A rebellious thought. A stronghold is a, 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 a rebellious thought is a stronghold like a tower. It's an embankment. It's reinforcements that's built around. Listen, y'all. This would have see you got good strongholds and bad strongholds. In the city back in, in, in Bible time, they had a stronghold. They built it around the city. It, it was built around the city to keep intruders from coming in. And if you let the devil build a stronghold in your life, the Spirit of God will not have the opportunity to intrude into your life and take out the things he's trying to take out of you. You become more and more deeply entrenched in the stronghold. In your way, and then you will start arguing with people about why you are the way you are. Yes. And then you that, and, and, and then you would build a fence around you uh -huh. that nobody wants to be bothered with you. Listen, yeah, you come to church, but you got a stronghold. Uh -huh. But guess what? You in church every Sunday, but you mean. You're in church every Sunday, but you grouchy. You're in church every Sunday. You got a stronghold. Because guess what? No one can say nothing to you. They drop, they, God forget, this drop said one little thing to you, you mad. And you would think they took your firstborn. That's 
a stronghold. Every Sunday you at church. Nobody decides they want to be bothered with you anymore. You are intimidating because of your low self-esteem. Because what happens is, how, you know, how, how we know you got low self-esteem, what happens is, you got to make someone else small so you feel big. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, that's low self-esteem you have. There's no reason to make nobody feel lower than you are, smaller than you are. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Love, love. Everything in love. If I come to, if I come to give you some correction, I'm gonna give it to you in love. Yeah. I ain't gonna try to intimidate you. I ain't gonna talk down on you. Even though I'm not the pastor, I'm talking. To you, I'm talking to you, not at you. Yeah. Love. But when you talk and you open your mouth, you have, you're on the defense automatically. You allow the devil to build a stronghold around you. And the Spirit of God wants to come in and take those things out. You got to, you must, you must give in and release. And you must surrender. I surrender all, all to Him I owe. Surrender yourself to the Lord. Yeah. Let Him in. Yeah. Yes. And everything will be just all right. right. Yes, Lord. Why am I always going to be an encourager? Now, I could be being an encourager. Got a genius, but they're not taking it that way because the stronghold in, they just got a defense, and I can't, nothing I can say. I can say I'm bringing in ice cream and two, and two syrups. And you think I'm coming here because you don't want to hear it. But I want to be the pretty person that they're going to say when the word says someone needs an encourager, I want my name to come up. That's what you want as a child of God. You don't want to say that you're going to browbeat anybody because you go to church and they don't go to church so you think you better than no. All have sin and come short of glory to God. So no. Remember where you were. Remember we weren't all in church all the time ourselves. And when we ain't in church right now, right now, right now, because some of us when we're in church right now, we're getting bubba. God's still working on us. But that's the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. Yeah. The non-ones are not forgiven, we're forgiven. Yeah. Understand, the church is a hospital, Holy Ghost Hospital, where sick people are going to come and get well. Don't mean I'm perfectly healed, but I'm getting well. Y'all got me? Yeah, and, that, and that's a beautiful thing. Yes, I gotta go. Paul was a desperado. Paul was relentless in his threats and his attacks against those people of the way. After the Lord had saved Paul on the Damascus Road, y'all, it was only when, when Paul said, I'm a Christian, nobody wanted to believe Paul because he was a bad boy. Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah. The, the same zeal that Paul preached the gospel and with faithfulness, that's the same zeal he hunted down Christians, killed Christians, and burned churches down. With the same zeal. And now they had this man stand up and spewing out the gospel about the resurrected Savior. Now, now they say, uh-uh. Oh, no. And Paul said, you can't, you can't intimidate my, my education. I was taught by the best teachers. Gamaliel was my teacher. He said, you can't tell me about being a Greek or a Hebrew. He said, I, I was a Jew of a Jew. I was circumcised on the 12th day. He said, you ain't saying nothing. He said, I, 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 I 
was, he said, I know the rights and the, and the festivals. I know all of that. He said, I know your, your, your scrolls, what it said. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you that Christ is risen from the dead. Yeah. 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 So I'm here to tell you that he's risen from the dead. And he said that, that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Yeah. But mighty to the tearing down of strongholds. Can I get a witness in That's how exactly the test. I did an educational study on the thing. It said, it talks about strongholds as arguments. Stuff that like the high-minded people that want to raise them and say, well, how do you know your God is real? You, I, you don't have to prove that to nobody. I don't have to prove to you that my God is real. I know what he's done for me. Yeah. I'm, I used to fall off a turnip truck. I, I, I had to in some situations that there was nobody else to help me really not. And I got stuck on stupid. I put myself into the situation. But God didn't let me stay there. He reached down mercy with his grace and his mercy. And he snatched me up out. Okay. 
walked in the gates and did these other words. God said, that's all right. You're trying to forget about me, but I have not forgotten about you. He said, rededicate your life to me. He said, man, I teach you about how to get out the strongholds in your life. And I'll do them for you. If you don't have a church on, we've welcomed you. Wherever you are, we welcome you into the family of God. We all have our things and stuff we have to go through, and so do you. But together, we can pray together to make things work all right. This is a place for the word of God, powerful, and I worship with passion. So we ask that you just come on down now. Is there one?
little church out of little pack and come over to you. He said, little pack, you already for you. Know. So we got some bread, make sure we got little pack over there. Amen. But we were talking, and he said, we're going to give you something else. Although we know you do a lot of stuff, Sister Trump. And you see, see him, heard he just said? We know you got your hands full over there. <laughs> Amen. You got your hands full. So we want to give something to both of you. And uh, Sister Grace, come from the back. Sister Ann, come from the back there. And bring this out for, uh, from us. Me and Sister Ann, we're going to you. You guys, so y'all can have that.